You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios for hour number two already. Local, state, national. Man, we cover down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, I spent the last 20 minutes or more uh, talking about something that uh, I have seen happen in my own family. Uh, I called this whole segment of the show Scams and Shams, and and that is not meant at all to be a lighthearted title. This is outrageous that we have a 74% increase in the the number of scams against the elderly in our society. $1.7 billion in losses, uh, some of which are very sophisticated scams and some of which just happened, you know, seemingly randomly and quickly. All the same, it's bad, no matter which way it went. Uh, that being said, um, despite me talking about it and having my own thoughts, I, I knew there was other people out there that are experts in this field. And there's somebody I follow on Twitter quite often. Jamie Harding is the director of communications for the AARP of Alabama. And, and, I, and I noticed the AARP has quite a bit to say about this topic. And I just, I just sent her a message said, would you come on the show? So without further ado, I am pleased to welcome on uh, Jamie Harding for the AARP. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Phil. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Well, listen, this this topic just really, just to me, is is just, it's heinous. It's one of those things that you look at and think, how could somebody prey upon the most vulnerable in our society like this? And they do it intentionally. But uh, give me your thoughts. What are y'all seeing and what can be done? Well, this is uh, a topic that always rises to the top when we survey our members. You know, we have about 38 million members across the country, about 420,000 here in Alabama. And this is always at the top or near the top of their list of concerns. And really, it's because they are targeted at such a high rate. And so uh, we have put a lot of resources into this. Uh, The best way to to manage this kind of problem is with education. So that's why I think it's so great that you're having this topic today on your show, uh, because prevention is really, really critical in these situations. Well, it, it is. And, you know, some of that, I, I told some of the stories a while ago that I've picked up and some that I've experienced with family members and with an elderly woman who I'm also the conservator for. And uh, mm-hmm. you look at it and think, wow, I mean, why didn't you see it coming? But then again, part of the storyline that I told a while ago, one of them was so sophisticated with a power bill being turned off that it had me going for a while. I mean, it's not like there's yeah. anybody who, you know, can can just see every single one of these and, and claim that's fake. So there's got to be some parameters. You've got to be able to warn people. You've also got to be able to have some good, solid best practices in place for your household. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that we have seen is a a great, like, triple-digit uptick in scams, uh, especially social engineering scams, as we call them, over the course of the pandemic. And one of the reasons these, uh, these kinds of scams have been so prolific is because people have been more isolated. Uh, we've uh, had a lot of older folks, of course, who are at higher risk from getting sick with COVID, uh, at home more, spending more time alone. Uh, for a, a long time, a lot of them weren't getting out to their churches. That social isolation problem, it's a huge health problem, and we knew about that yeah. before the pandemic. 
But when the pandemic hit, it really, really ratcheted up the problem. And truthfully, the, the cyber criminals, they pay attention to the headlines, yeah. just like everyone else does. And they look for ways to take advantage of those headlines. So some of the things that we've seen a lot of is uh, romance scams ticking upwards. Uh, people are lonely. People are, are isolated. So if someone reaches out to them, uh, and oftentimes it comes through Facebook, which uh, Facebook's user base is getting older and older, and they find information about these people, and they see someone who looks like they might be vulnerable. And so, uh, you know, they reach out to them on on uh, private messages on Facebook. I, I actually personally know a gentleman, uh, older gentleman, who uh, lost $150,000. In, yeah. a, in a scam like that on Facebook. It was horrifying. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, once that money is gone, oftentimes these scams are being perpetrated from outside the United States. Yeah, uh, it, it, They may look like, they may sound like they're from inside the country, but they're not. And, and so once that money is gone, tracking it down and getting it back is nearly impossible. So that's why we talk about prevention being so important. And also being very, very conscious, if, if you're on social media, if you're on Facebook especially, being very conscious of your privacy, keeping your information private on Facebook because scammers will run through Facebook continually looking for people who they might be able to target. And the more personal information that you have that is available to the public on Facebook, is it, it, it puts you more at risk. Um, if they can see who your family is and that sort of thing. Well, I would imagine, too, that – and you mentioned the, the, the pandemic era with people being more isolated and away from family and friends and their social networks. I would imagine that there were a lot of people uh, in the older generation who discovered the use of social media maybe for the first time because that was their means of connectivity. But that also just yeah. basically opened them up to not being yeah. as aware of what can happen in the cyber world because they weren't as familiar before they signed on for the first time. Yeah. And um, Exactly. You know, some of the things I know that are out there, too, is uh, basically if someone asks yeah. you for money, like, for instance, Medicare, one of the Medicare fraud, open enrollment time, you got to sign up now, we need your deposit, or, um, or, you know, somebody offering a credit card deal, or for that matter... I saw one the other night on a TV show. This is what sparked this for me. Uh, Blue Bloods did a scene where someone was told that their property taxes hadn't been paid and they were at risk of losing their home. And um, mm -hmm. and these things come across very sophisticated, but none of those networks will typically call you and ask for money over the phone. That is true. That is very true. We do a lot of uh, fraud education during the open enrollment period in the fall because of that, because there's, you know, they... The, the criminals pay attention to the calendar. They know when open enrollment is, um, and they know how to try to take advantage. So uh, they'll offer any kind of, of, of a deal or special, uh, you know, if you give us a fee, we can sign you up for extra benefits. You know, they want to get access to your personal identification information, like your Social Security number or your Medicare uh, card number. And they also want to get your bank account information so that they can steal your money. So there are a lot of different ways that they can approach you. But the one thing I, I want people to really understand, and we're seeing an uptick also in Social Security scams related to the increased uh, benefit that folks are getting as of January now. Yeah. Uh, we had a record uh, increase in the cost of living adjustment for Social Security due to all the high inflation. So 
uh, scammers are trying to take advantage of that thing, calling people and saying, you know, uh, if, if, if you don't pay a fee, you're not going to get that benefit. Uh, they'll make up something, something and try to pressure people into giving them money and giving them their bank information in order to get benefits that are already owed to them and accrued to them. They don't, nobody has to pay anybody from Social Security anything yeah. to get those benefits. So, And the other thing we want people to know is that it's very easy for a, a scammer to spoof uh, a government agency on your caller ID. It could say Social Security Administration on your caller ID. It could say Medicare on your caller ID uh, or some other seemingly legitimate entity. And But it's very easy to do that, uh, to, to fake that ID. And then convince you that that you should give them what they're looking for. But one of the other things we want people to know is that the Social Security is never going to call you on the phone. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, you're going to initiate contact with them. If they need to reach you, they'll send you a letter through the mail. Same thing with Medicare. They'll send you a letter through the mail. The, the United States government doesn't communicate by calling people on the phone. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, before we run out of time, we got about two or three minutes left. Um, it, within the state of Alabama, how are our state laws? Are, is, is there anything that the legislature needs to be addressing? I know our state attorney general has been uh, actively engaged in this uh, as well. But um, tell me what you see or don't see within the boundaries of the state of Alabama that might be beneficial. Well, one of the things that we do a lot of work on every legislative session is uh, elder abuse. Uh, and that includes elder financial abuse. So we're constantly looking for ways to strengthen those laws. To uh, and, and we had some very significant improvement in those laws over the last several years where things that used to be misdemeanors are now felonies and that sort of thing. Um, so we want to make sure that the penalties fit the crimes uh, that are being perpetrated. So And to give prosecutors and law enforcement more tools to work with so that they can help protect older adults. Um, sadly, too many times those crimes are perpetrated by family members, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, so we we are always looking for ways that we can improve on those laws, and working with the legislature to do so. Well, Jamie, this is uh, that's great background, and I appreciate what you've uh, brought to the table today uh, in this discussion. Um, and I'm not going to let this one go. This one just gets under my skin, especially with the experiences that I've had, not only in my own family, but in trying to be the uh, intermediary or conservator for an elderly woman who has experienced this, not just from the fake Alabama power account, but literally within her own household. And, uh, and it's sad. Um, but thanks for what you do. Thanks for spending time with us today, and, and I hope we can call you back again sometime soon. Sure, absolutely. And I do want to let your listeners know, um, we have a website called the AARP Fraud Watch Network, mm. and it's a free service to people of all ages. You don't have to be an AARP member to use it. And if you're interested in just staying up to date on this information, go to aarp.org slash fraudwatch. Uh, we keep it updated on a regular basis. All right, perfect. Jamie Harding, Communications Director for AARP of Alabama. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. All right, have a great day. Oh, that was good. That that was that was perfect. I'm going to wrap this up when we get back. I've got a list here of the top 10 scams that target seniors and how to avoid them. It's a great article. It just came out in the last few months. So when we get back, I'll wrap this topic up, and then we'll move on to number two, House Rules. Y'all stay tuned. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We will be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid, conservative, and just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. And uh, <laughs> sometimes what happens in the studio is just funny. Boomer and I are just sitting here just talking, just just going at it, just, just chit-chatting about stuff and what's going on with the kids and everything else. And I looked over and I said, how much time have I got? Five seconds. Whoa! <laughs> oh, get back on the mic. Get back on the mic. <laughs> We're just having a conversation, just having too much fun. That's right. Um, all right. Hey, uh, listen, I am, uh, by the way, the text lines blew up. So uh, apologies. Uh, I had a guest on, so I couldn't answer texts. I will, uh, I will. I mean, I'm looking at some of them right now. Let me just jump over there real quick. How about that? Um, David from Madison, uh, the charge for hate crimes. This is targeted at the most vulnerable should be put at the top of the list. Mm, there you go. Um, Ken from Harvest said elderly ex- exploitation. The Democrats do that every election cycle. <laughs> okay. John from Brownsboro, he says, um, uh, too long text. Let me see real quick here. He says, I got a call from the FBI in Texas, quote unquote, and was told I just had to send them $32,000 to take care of a warrant that had been issued for me. I laughed for a week straight, reported it, never heard back. Had one call from Redstone Federal Credit Union saying I was behind on my loan payment. They had the correct amount of my loan but didn't know that I was current on my payments. I said, okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes and we'll address the issue with the office. At the bank, we called the number back that called me and got an accurately spoofed Redstone answering system, though the number didn't match any belonging to Redstone Federal and the person's name didn't match any personnel at the bank. It was reported in full to their fraud department. Yeah, that sounds like the Alabama Power thing. I mean, it was it was that legit. Uh, Priscilla from Hartzell. Um, just, <laughs> okay, never mind. Priscilla from Hartzell just sent me a a picture, uh, a meme of uh, uh, Congressman Rogers. <laughs> no way I can, no way I can describe it to you, and probably shouldn't. So, uh, Tyler from Huntsville says, "I sometimes answer spam calls, FBI Huntsville field office. How can I help you?" And they hang up. <laughs> that's that's good. Um, uh, anyway, uh, and then uh, Raven from Russellville says, "I got the publisher's clearinghouse scam." So I called and told him to deduct the money I needed to come up with from my winnings. I'll be darned if those rude individuals didn't hang up on me. Said I sure would have liked that Mercedes Benz, LOL. Um, anyway, uh, good, good, good listeners. Um, thank you much for the input. Hey, let me tell you, I've got an article here from uh, this came from Bankrate uh, Magazine. The top ten scams that target seniors and how to, you'd, be, you'd be amazed at some of these. And by the way, folks, I'm telling you. They, if they would put some time and effort into doing a legit job with the same level of credibility that they do the illegitimate jobs, um, these scammers would, would still be millionaires. Uh, one of them is a healthcare scam. That's the number one is a healthcare scam that uh, literally they get called by a healthcare provider or Medicaid or Medicare telling them that they're in danger of losing their benefits if they don't provide additional payments to cover co-pays that they didn't pay or something like that. That comes over the phone more often. Um, and they're trying to get social security numbers a lot of times when they do that. Another one is the great-grandchild scam. That's when someone has a somewhat estranged family. They don't see their kids or grandkids, and they get a call one day, and it starts off with, hey, Grandma, do you know who this is? And she'll answer something like, is this little Jimmy? At which point they immediately grab the name, and they'll go, this is Jimmy. Listen, Grandma, I hate that I haven't seen you much, but I, I've had some trouble, and the next thing you know, they're trying to get money from Grandma. Um, uh, you know, another one is, is, is even you find people who manage their money sometimes, and it can be a family member. It can even be a financial advisor. I've seen people close to me deal with a major controversy in the past with a financial advisor who was actually skimming the monies 
uh, because they had access to everything. To me, one of the worst is obituary scams. They literally look at the obituaries and they find a, 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 a widow and they will, they will call the deceased relative's family member, oftentimes a widow, and they'll prey upon them about debt that the, the guy so, so-called, you know, the, the decedent is so-called left behind. And if you don't pay it, man, we're going to have to collect on this. And they get scared. And so they start providing money. And they're, in a, they're already in a fragile state because they've lost a loved one, oftentimes a spouse. And these people will read the obituaries, y'all, and they will call. And, and to, I mean, this is, this is grounds for, like, you know, vigilante justice right here. I'm, I shouldn't have said that because someone's going to now say, Phil Williams called it. Anyway, the bottom line is this. S- someone needs a whooping. I mean, someone needs some wall-to-wall counseling. This is unreal that they do this. Funeral scams, where they try to upsell you at the funeral home sometimes, and you got to watch these. Uh, funeral homes are businesses too, and you know if you if you see one that looks like a shady place, it might be. Medicare card scams. You've lost your Medicare ID number. We have to give you a new one, but there's a cost for replacing the card. Tech support. If you get a call, someone saying that they are with Apple, Microsoft, or another major brand, and they need to provide you with an off software update to avoid hacks. Don't do it. It doesn't work that way. And then, of course, Social Security scams. I mean, this one, it literally says, the article says, you might be familiar with the scam. It's very prevalent in recent years. You get a call from a Washington, D.C. number. Alleges your Social Security number was used in a crime. The fraudster needs you to send money in order to fix it, maybe even give you a new number. And if not, the police may be coming to your house. So they pay to get the new number or the reconciliation of whatever the alleged problem was, and next thing you know, they've lost money. Folks, it just boggles the mind, but it happens every single day. Um, So the end result is this. Tell your family members, be careful with their personal information. Tell them that Medicare, Social Security, banks, and legitimate Medicaid, they don't call you. And they never ask you to pay for something you've already got a benefit for. And oh, by the way, they never ask you for your personal information over the phone. All right, we're changing gears. We'll get back from this one. That was Scams and Shams. We're going to House Rules, state and federal. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.